morning god bless you you are all welcome to today's edition of marriage diet this is festus flourish Osemuahu. today is the 11th day of the month of june 2021 you are all welcome god bless you it's good to have you join us today by God's grace, I'm going to be rounding up the this very topic of the series that I started Saturday, um, just last week here, last weekend. Um, you know, some of you have been following, um, I mean, very closely. Uh, we want to thank God for helping us, giving us the grace and, of course, the wisdom to be able to do this topic. Sex between the two trees, that's what we've been looking at and what a topic it has really turned out to be. Uh, we give God the glory. Um, today we're just going to do the rounding up, okay, or what we call roundup. Yeah, let's put it that way, the roundup. And uh, hopefully by tomorrow we'll take the real sexual topic. Yeah, I know a lot of us, this one was more spiritual, okay, but we'll take the real conventional physical sexual topic by tomorrow and Sunday. And a lot of you have been eager for that. But what a lesson to learn from this. I'm sure a lot of persons have learned from this. You have learned new things. Okay. So we'll just be doing the roundup today so that uh, we can take our usual sexual topic by tomorrow. I, I, I want to just uh, go back to First Corinthians, or let me pick up, not go back, because I'm just using this scripture for the first time. All right, so First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20, okay, it says, do, do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Wow, what a scripture. What a scripture. Those of you that have followed this particular teaching tenaciously since the very first day we started it, that was about the Saturday ago, you would understand that I tried to draw comparison between two trees and uh, using these two trees to represent two kinds of women metaphorically uh, the first woman is the legal wife the one that god has given to you the one that is approved by god the one that is right for you and then of course the second woman is the other woman you know what i mean the strange woman the woman that takes the man away from marriage the woman that gives the man that you know that tag of adultery upon him because once you get yourself involved with that woman you become an adulterous man okay now so we we had to compare between two these two persons and um hopefully we were able to achieve that honestly because i thank god for the responses that came up during the course of this teaching but what i want to point out here is the fact that when you stray away from the woman that god has given to you into the hands of this other woman you get you get into what we call adultery friends i wish i can paint it with another name but i can't that's the right word i don't know when the last when was the last time you heard that word being mentioned but hey friends i've got to say it here so that you can draw on your consciousness the severity of what you've been doing i mean these days people don't get mentioned that word i mean in some churches in some quarters in some communities in some um uh, they call it civilized society they no longer use that word they'll call it social affairs or cheating or um you know they have different words they call it but hey friends let's say the way the bible has said it 
it is adultery when you come out of your marriage to go and sleep with that man to go and sleep with that, that other woman that is not your spouse it is adultery and yesterday i did say that you are actually practically digging up your grave when for instance you as a man you are going after that woman out there thinking that solves your problem of the crisis you have with your wife no it doesn't it plunges you further into the hole and that's what it means but from the scripture we just read now friends i want you to truly understand that your bodies our bodies my body your body is the temple of the holy spirit who is in you i mean a lot of persons claim that they are born again if you ask people now just take a sample of statistics are you born again this one will say yes i'm born again are you spirit filled they'll say yes i'm born again now if you can say you are born again you should also be able to understand that look your body is the temple of the living god what that simply means is you have the indwelling of the holy spirit and so if you have the indwelling of the holy spirit you can't give out your body like dog you can't give it out anymore god hates it it's not right with god you can defile your body he said you were bought with a price the blood of jesus christ i mean shed on the cross of Calvary was so costly you know you were bought with a price your body is the temple of the living God. You can't defile it. You can't give it to swine. You can't give it to dogs. You can't do anything with it. Some of you that have had the way of always painting issues, making it look as if adultery is permissive, at least just simply because you can justify it. Your wife is now starving you. He, she's no longer giving you sex. And so you just feel, oh, after all, God, it's not my fault. She's the one that has starved me. Or you had issues with your wife or your husband and you couldn't reconcile. And you felt, oh, I mean, it was my wife that caused it. Those of you that have the habit of always hanging that blame on someone's head, your wife, the devil, or this or that. Oh, friends, I want you to understand that your body belongs to God. You can't shift this blame to anyone. You can't shift this blame to anybody. No, 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 no. You've got to take responsibility. If you have given out your body to sexual immorality, I want you to know that you are wrong. You are wrong. Now, let's go back to the basis. Let's go back to where we all started from. You courted your wife. No, sorry, I'm just using wife, husband. You know, but you know from the one I've actually said that this can also be wife to husband as well. We also have a lot of women who are cheating on their husbands to the bed. You know, I, I, I just am maintaining one course, hoping that you also understand that these things can be generalized. Okay, but let's start with the fact that you got married you chased this woman and um, you eventually got her and it was pretty difficult for you to do so this woman was the hot cake you know what i mean the hot cake and you practically did everything to have her and the first very first few days after your wedding first uh, few uh, weeks the few months after your wedding was all hot it was all wonderful 
the children weren't there there wasn't any distraction you go to work you come back early because you know hot pepper soup you know real delicious soup and meal was waiting for you in the body of your wife you were so always ecstatic looking forward to, to having bedroom fellowship with your wife but you know what as days became weeks weeks turned into months months turned into years maybe within the first two three years and of course leading to the fifth year when the pregnancy came in and sex was no longer the way it used to be now the stomach had bulged out and you couldn't do it the way you used to do it now even when she put to birth she delivered her ship couldn't really return back to the way it was supposed to be previously and all of a sudden the spanner was thrown into this wonderful piece of machine called marriage that god has built for you and you started becoming disenchanted towards your wife now prince i just want you to understand where and what do often leads people to come out of that 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 block or that yard or that place or that environment that god has given to them god is a wise god when he does anything he does it with the eyes and the mind of wisdom he knows what is best for us when he says stick with one wife marry that wife and stick with her he knows what he's talking about i, I know we have had people who have justified polygamy now look at the old testament when polygamy was permissive look at the 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 well i use the word side effect of the consequences of how these families became destabilized is it abraham that some of you will use the example of abraham you saw what happened between isaac and ishmael is it jacob or oh, you saw the war the internal war that eventually almost led to the death of joseph is it david you saw what happened even with what Absalom did. I can go on and on and on and on. I bet you will have people justifying. Oh, God allowed polygamy. If he did it in those days, he should also take his eyes away from it. Now, listen, why polygamy was allowed then was because you know everything that happened at that time from the days of adam noah abraham david they were symbols of the things to come and that is the revelation of the true christ of the true picture of godliness the revelation of that which will replace the law and bring about grace the christ figure and so when christ came he didn't just come alone he became the christ that will be given to the bride and so he became the inspiration of christ and the bride christ and the bride and so eventually he died he died for the bride and so everything that happened before christ came they were symbols of the revelation of christ and so when christ came he became the ideal situation these men went into polygamy on their own free volition but look at what happened look at how destabilized their families were look at all the, god was only just trying to make us understand that this was how much man had fallen had degraded and that is why man came to the extent of now eventually having more than one wife i hope you recall you remember from the very beginning it was not so with adam it was just eve with uh, Seth, it was just the wife and until god stole was it lamech or the, the first person that introduced the polygamy it was not so at the beginning and so god which christ has taken us back to basis saying monogamy which of course is the marriage between man and the woman is the ideal situation so friends if you see all of these that i've just said 
you will understand that with the picture of Christ, which of course is the picture of the marriage between Christ and the church, husband and wife, God is saying, let's do the ideal thing. Let's do the right thing. Let us not mock God with the scriptures. Oh, the marriage between Christ and the church hasn't taken place. So every time you go into polygamy, you go into another woman outside, you are actually mocking. You are mocking that inspiration of Christ, the marriage of Christ and the church. Friends, is going to come back at you. You know, you, you can do your stuff today and get away with it, but you can never truly, really get away with it in the long run. Eternity is there to prove if what you have done on earth here would last. Our works will be tested. Some of us who had the work of wood will be tested. Some who had the work of iron will be tested. Some who had the work of gold will be tested. We will all be tested. Be mindful of what you do just simply because you feel grace has allowed it. I tell that again. Be mindful of what you do just simply because you feel that grace has allowed it. God hates adultery. He hates you putting away. He hates you treating your first wife, the wife of your youth, as a nobody, discarding her. God hates it because it's a covenant between the man and the woman, which of course symbolizes the covenant between Christ and the church. Every time you do it physically, you practically mock the wedding of Christ and the church. And so he hates it. Friends, what happened? Like I was saying earlier, between that lovely sexual relationship between yourself and your wife. What happened? Why did you allow in all of those complaints? Why did you allow in? You gave room to, oh, I have justification for this. You had a quarrel with your wife. Instead of you to resolve it and move on and engage with sex, less Satan would tempt you. You gave it so much space. You started, you know, pulling back. You started doing like, oh, I'm the man here. I can prove to him that, how rather that, you know, I, I can do without these things. Maybe if she feels I can do without it, that's why she's been mocking me with this. And then you kept two weeks away, one month away. Don't forget, the devil is always lurking around. You had your body on fire. Of course, you will set up a lady in the office. That lady who wouldn't mind to practically walk naked. And I've always said it, the devil knows what he's doing. Unfortunately, some of these ladies are even married. And when you tell them to dress decently, they won't listen to you. They'll say, I want to look sexy. Now, a man who rapes such a woman, the woman will say, ah, oh, it was an offense. Crucify him, kill him. You've forgotten the devil is just using these women. You are married for goodness sake. Dress decently. You are provoking a man. You are pushing him to sexual immorality. Some are not be able to cope, they will rape. Some, they will be able to cope, they will pursue the woman until they get the woman. And the woman who had previously said she would not engage in sexual immorality will engage in it. But she will not know she was the one that started sending out the information from the very beginning. I'm here. I'm available. I'm sexy. I don't mind. We don't have to belong to the world. We don't have to do it like the way the world people, you know, do their stuff. We don't have to. You are a woman, you are hearing the sound of my voice out there. I want to make this special appeal to you, especially when you are, if you are married. Please dress decently. You are being used by the devil to tempt that man out of his marriage. What he sees influences him. What he sees affects him. 
You say, I don't care. You are one of those schools of thought that says, oh, Christianity is the mind. It's not in the appearance. Oh, who told you? What happens on the mind, you know, uh, uh, causes what, what reflects on the outside. And much more, men are influenced by what they see. You dress almost half naked. Your breast is pumping out. You say, oh, uh, we can't use a social kind of dress. And then you go and dress and your buttocks, you already know you have this heavy buttocks, like a, a pillow, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? And then you're not going to dress with one very tight clothing. For goodness, nobody will flog you. You can justify it is grace. I want to be free. I want to look good. I agree with you. But someone that has a refined man, mind, somebody, a woman that understands that your actions are not only just exclusive to you, it could make, make a ripple effect and take a toll on other people. And then you are mindful of you know, sending other people to hell. What you are dressing with is not because you have intention to commit adultery. You just want to be free. But someone who loves God will say no. I might be free to myself. I might be doing this with the right intention. But at the same time, I might be giving that man an opportunity to lust after me. So even though this is lawful for me, it is not expedient. That is someone that has the Spirit of God. And so you become mindful the way you dress. You become mindful the way you push men to fall out there. Friends, I want us to know, men are falling down today because of a lot of women who didn't take caution over what they were doing. A man who has a destabilized marriage and you didn't care. You got so close. Oh, ah, it is well. Eh? That wife, why is she behaving that way? You are doing, I, I don't know what to call you. And you do realize that there is a boundary that could be crossed. Or you are a man, you notice you have, of course, that woman, a colleague in the office that has been going through tough time maritally and every night you will call her to check on her first thing in the morning you will call her every weekend you will be there for her you didn't know that it's all called a boundary a line i'm not against you helping people i'm not against that you're doing all of this but you didn't realize that there was a boundary what has happened to you for most men it all started with gesture i'm just helping her but you know what as we speak right now you are no longer even feeling guilty that you're sleeping on the laps of that woman you have gone so far and that's because we have taken so many things for granted friends let's maintain what god has given to us is the tree of life we've got to stay in our marriage we've got to protect our sexuality but hey what can one really do if not that we have to be very cautious because of that tree of good and evil that woman that represents the tree of good and evil she's such a very very subtle woman some will do it deliberately because they want to snatch that man out of his marriage I hope you know there are a lot of women out there who don't mind. In fact, they just want to snatch that man out of his marriage. He, they just don't care. They don't care at all. They want to do so many things. Okay, because somebody is thinking, if this man is married, is responsible, I can get him off from that man. A lot is happening. To the man, be careful. Stay where God has placed you. If you have issues with your wife, reconcile. Go back. Spice up your sexuality. I'm going to be talking about the other over the weekend. Spice up your sexuality. Make yourself hungry for it again. Change the status quo and do things differently. Talk about it. If there are ways that you need to enhance your sexuality. To the woman as well. Oh, don't forget 
that sex plays a very active role in making your man who he is as a man. Don't ever, don't make this mistake of ignoring the fact that, oh, my husband is uh, is outgrowing this. He's no longer uh, sexually fired up. No. An average man needs sex from his wife as fish needs water to survive. You know why? Because of the presence of testosterone in his body. That's what promotes his masculinity. That's what makes him man. If you take testosterone out from him, he becomes just like any other thing. But that man is, that testosterone is what promotes that drive. And he, the byproduct of that hormone is sexual arousal, sexual urge. And he gets into it. Sometimes even when he's under pressure, under tension, he wants to use it to calm down. So don't think, oh, my husband, he's getting too busy. Oh, he's this. No, prepare yourself as a meal for him be a wise wife there are you know predators out there waiting to take our husbands away from us don't let the quarrel get so much that you now start denying him your body no matter what don't deny your husband your body always be there sexually and let him always be satisfied and hey for the church i also want the church to understand this it's high time we make a clear distinction between these two trees Let's tell our congregation the difference and the consequences. Let's encourage them to stay where they are, and that is within the ambience of the tree of life. Let's tell them the consequences. Let's tell them the way they, it is. Let's discourage this, you know, a, a, a sexual promiscuity going on in the church from the conduct and from the way we correct things, even from the way people dress and the way they take things for granted. Let's discourage it. The church has a role to play here. Don't forget we are the temples of the living God. And the church must speak against adultery and must, must uh, uh, prevent any kind of situation that makes people to easily fall into sexual immorality with the church. And unfortunately, the church has become a very safe haven for people who are immoral. Because, I mean, it doesn't affect them anymore. You go to the church and all you care to hear is principles of, of prosperity. And nobody's talking about the dimension of holiness that is the foundation of that prosperity. So please let the church balance its language. Prosperity is good. But let's tell the people that prosperity without holiness is an abuse of the wisdom of God. If we do this, we can restore our marriages. We can restore the church. And the church will regain its rightful place. Wow. God bless you. Let's end it here. That, of course, eventually is the end of this topic. And, of course, in this series, uh, just a week. And sometimes we used to have it longer than this. But I'm sure this was powerful. You learned from this and it touched you, you know, deeply. If you have, please share this. The entire seven uh, um, podcast episode. Share it with your friends. Share it on your group. Just let people have access to this. Especially our brothers, our men, our husbands are there. God bless you. You can connect with us via our WhatsApp number plus 234-8107126148. And we will get back to you if you do. God bless you. Until I come your way again tomorrow, weekend, Saturday, Sunday, is going to be hot. It's going to be the real sexual talk. Don't forget, if marriage is an institution, then couples and singles must be students. Marriage care truly cares. God bless you. Bye.